Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Okay, so I'm super excited about this, you guys, because 
Um, and thank you guys so much for being here. You're like my angels. I just like absolutely love having you women in the room. It's, it's magical, isn't it? To know that all these strong women are just like holding this space. Do you feel that? It's like so safe and solid. Okay. So I'm really excited about this part because we've never had a panel at Bliss before. Always wanted to. Um, and it's just going to be about 30 minutes of questions going home. So normally I stand up here and I try to cover everything that could possibly come up about you going home. And I realize, why don't I just let you ask? Like, <laughs> that's so much easier, isn't it? Like questions like what happens when this arises or what, what about if my spouse doesn't support me? Or what if I'm a little bit nervous about this with yoga or with eating or Tara, I really want to get sexy. Like what is the next step? <laughs> right? So what we're going to do, and I, I, I would really love if you guys, you guys have been like one of the most amazing, respectful groups of everyone, but the questions are our questions, right? We, we don't need a long backstory because it doesn't apply to the whole room. So if you guys can work on getting really concise with your questions, you're going to notice how it translates in the rest of your life. People are really going to be drawn to you because you get to your point quickly. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, awesome. So when we do questions, it's about 30 seconds to a minute. And then we'll give you a nice, tight, concise answer. And if it doesn't apply to the room or we think it's a question that, that we can handle later, does that make sense? If it's really specific, like, I have this problem in my business and I want to know this, we might field that question. So could I get a volunteer to actually write that question down? And we're going to send you guys an email or we'll post it. Katie will do it, yes. So what we'll do is we'll post the questions with the answers in the Facebook page. Does that sound good? So don't take it personal if your question is fielded, right? It just means it doesn't apply to the masses right now. We'll say, you know what, we'll field that one. We'll get you that, or we'll follow up with that in the group. So whatever we can't answer today, we'll follow up with in the group. Cool? Okay, and any question can be for anyone specifically, or we'll just take it. Sound good? Awesome. Okay, so who wants to open up with a question? Oh, <laughs> hand goes up right here. And we're going to do mic runners for the questions. So name and where you're from, and then um, your question. Thank you. My name is Megan from L.A. Woo! Okay. After any event, bliss and otherwise, how do you keep the energy? Did you say after any event, how do you keep your energy? After yeah, like event. after bliss or any other event like this, how do you keep energy? So I remember being at events like this, and that's why your piece was so perfect. I used to, could not wait to go home so I could just veg on the couch and eat food. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. And then Monday would come, I'd get super anxious, and, you know, I would start the next day. So um, what I've learned over time is taking action right away. So tonight, if you're used to going home and whatever it is that you're, you used to do that might not get you to that next level, do something completely different. Go to somewhere completely different. And then um, be around people who are looking to do what you're doing. So if you can't find anybody in your surrounding area at that time, connect with someone right now because we have FaceTime, we have Zoom, we have so many things now in terms of technology and social media. So get that person or people right away. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Next question. Thank you for that question. Amazing question. Right here. Name and where you're from and stand up. You're getting a mic in one second. <laughs> Lindsay, take mine. Hi, my name's Carrie Keating. I live in Portland, Oregon. Hi, Carrie. Hi. 
Um, my question is really about enrolling your spouse or significant other or maybe the people that are closest to you. I know that I'm going to get home and my husband's going to be like, here's the kids. I don't care about this event you want to put on. Mm. So um, how, uh, what are maybe some tips or tools that you guys utilize to enroll your spouses or significant others in your vision? The first thing that came to my head is don't even try to enroll them Mm -hmm. in what you've learned in the sense that I used to try to um, get everybody on board with my process. Like, I learned this new thing and you guys should all do what I've learned. (laughs) And I noticed that whether it's my partner or my parents or my family, the more I tried to shove it on them, the more they resisted. So what I've learned mostly through failure is to be unattached to them necessarily getting what you've done necessarily wanting to know even what you've done. I mean, my my husband used to think I was nutter when I would come home from these Mm -hmm. events. And he literally would would almost be like, it's cool that you're doing your thing, but it's like almost like I kind of don't want to know. And now, it's a lot of years later, like 15 years later, he's at the retreats hugging everybody and crying and malabees. Mm -hmm. But it was only really when I let go of, of the attachment to him being where I was on the journey that, and my parents and my family as well, that it gave them space to have their own journeys. And my experience has been to lead by example and to share your magic with those who are hungry and dying to hear it. So um, find, find your tribe, find the people who are dying to hear what you learned. And uh, that's why the sisters and the brothers that are, are in the same place as you at this moment in time, because we all ebb and flow, are so important to have that tribe. And they may not be in your same hometown. I come from a small town in northern Ontario. I understand that geography is a factor. So um, connecting with people here or other people, soul brothers and sisters elsewhere, is an important source of support. Um, having said that, I do believe it's important to also include our loved ones in the process. So... That could be a negotiation of, it's important to me that you care about my stuff. So there's a difference, and it's the difference is being attached to them doing what you want them to do or you think they should do. So for me, I would definitely speak my truth about I'm on this journey, and in order to maintain intimacy in our relationship and to grow on a similar path, not the same path, but to both be sharing in the growth process, um, I would like to share, Let can we have a date? with the mandate of me sharing with you some of my takeaways and maybe asking for what I need from you on this new path that I'm on without attachment to them either getting it or doing it, but just an offering and an invitation. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for that question. Another question? I know you've got them. (laughs) Right back here. Thanks. Um, my name is Zoe. I'm from New York City. And hi, Zoe. Hi. Um, and this could be a question that may be tabled for a different forum, so I wanted to put that out there. But um, one of the things I think is incredible about all of the women on the stage is that you've all founded your own businesses. Um, and I think that anyone who founds their own business and creates something is special, but particularly as a female, particularly in this, um, in this era, is incredible. And so it would be really cool to hear a little bit about how you balanced, if at all, that you're on path A um, and you either close the back door or whatever the analogy Lori shared was, like you don't give yourself an exit option versus a plan B, which might be maintaining you know, your old coaching role before you step into the new one um, so that it's more of a step change business strategy. So just talking about how you made that shift and all in versus gradual. 
I think that's a great question. You want to take it? Yeah, yeah. I actually love that question. So <laughs> this was really interesting for me because I've, you know, lived on a couch in the name of entrepreneurship. So, like, <laughs> um, so attached to like not going back and working for the man or, or whatever that might be. And uh, there was a time when I had to go back to work post second health coaching practice failing way back in the beginning of my story, you guys heard. And uh, there was a while where that was very, very disempowering. So the, the, the vision, the like North Star of, you know, my quest to heal myself and, and help other women was always there. Like that, that was always plan A. There was no plan B. However, I had to take care of like my livelihood in a part of the process. So I went back to work. The place that I worked, the two Three, the three places that I worked were um, a, a kind of negative, toxic environment, all of them. And I actually had a coach at the time. And I realized that the lesson that I needed to outgrow, I needed to outgrow a lesson at each one of those places to be able to step into my power and lead women. And if I, I for a while thought, well, this job's keeping me from being an entrepreneur. No, like there was a lesson I needed to learn there to outgrow and step into entrepreneurship. And a thing that I did was, there were a lot of there was a lot of negative self talk about that job. This like if I didn't have this job, I could work full time and launch my business. If I didn't have this job, I could do this. The big switch for me was this job's not keeping me from my mission. It is my mission. So yes. what I learn in this job, what I take from this place is the same struggles that all my clients are going to struggle with and the same lessons that I'm going to need. The discipline I need here, I'm going to need to manage myself probably 10 times more. And so I in my mind, switch the perspective of that job that I felt like was keeping me from all of my dreams was actually a part of my dreams. So mm. that was a really big piece. And then one last little piece was, um, since the place I worked in was so toxic, I actually had an anchor. I had shoes. And I'm going to credit my one of my coaches, Ryan Yakomi, for this. So um, I wanted to switch into my personal business when I got home. So there were shoes that never... I was, the job was like an outside sales position. So I'm like taking coaching calls in the car, like driving my car all over Florida to like sell medical devices. It was just like insane. And um, I had shoes that I wore during that, that never left my car. Like when I went into the car, put the shoes on in work mode. When I left, breathed, changed uh, headphones. You guys probably saw me with headphones before. Headphones on, shoes off. Like I switched my state. I switched my way of being. Like I left that there and then I stepped into what I was building. And that was, you know, every night for mm. two, three years. So I hope that helps. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> great, great question and answer. Thank you. Awesome. Next question. Right over here. And thank you guys for standing up. Like it's so it's so brave standing up and saying your question. And you're doing it for all of us, by the way. Has everybody had these questions in their head that people are asking? Yes. So thank you. I'm Carrie from Missouri. Hi, Carrie. <laughs> now that you are where you are right now today, what's the one piece of advice you would have given yourself when you were at the beginning of the journey? Oh gosh, such a good one. <laughs> Um, just love the journey and know exactly where you are in every moment is exactly where you're meant to be. There's so many ebbs and flows in life and in business. And I actually truly believe that business and your life is very parallel. Mm -hmm. And there's, when, the highs will be high, the lows will be low. And one thing um, that I did learn 
I don't remember who talked to me about this. They always used to say, make sure your highs aren't too high and your lows aren't too low. If you could kind of stay in the middle and be so leveled out along the way, it's truly a great place to be. And just know that, again, it's like the ocean, ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. Amen. <laughs> I would say the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Next question right over here. Thank you for that. Hi, I'm Binu from Toronto. Hi, Binu. So I'm part of Lori's like Facebook groups, and I run my own Facebook groups. And the one question I have is in yours, a lot of these women are here, there is a lot of action, vlogs being put up, people posting. It's amazing. The one that I run on my own, it's me, mostly me, and I get a few people posting. And so I'm just curious, is because I haven't invited them to do mm. it, I'm just curious if you have some tips on mm. how to get people to engage more. You know, I, th this is such a good question because I felt this way for a really long time. And my honest answer, and this may not apply to you, but what it was for me is that I wasn't appreciating my people that I already had. I wanted more people to come. And what happened is when I flipped it and I just decided to love these people, if not even one more person entered, and just love on them so much and thank them for everything that they did and think of how much more I could pour in, get them to take action, create the questions, start the conversations each day, hire someone to help me start those conversations. If you're not in that place yet, that's, you know, you start it yourself, obviously. And really engaging questions like, what, what would I love? Like, what am I thinking about today? And showing up really vulnerable in there, then your people, that's, that was one of the biggest things is how vulnerable can I get and how much of myself can I show in here so they feel free? Hence, like the no makeup, the bathrobe, just being really honest, like your crowd comes because they can say, whoa, okay, this is the space that we're in, right? Like how this room feels, whoa, we're all like taking our clothes off. <laughs> for lack of a better word. So it's like we're showing ourselves so the other person feels like they can. Does that make sense? Okay. Thank you. Amazing question. Thank you so much for that question. I hope it helps. Right over here. Hey, again. <laughs> Angie Hi. from Georgia. Hey, Angie. <laughs> um, my question is when you have your heart on, so on fire for everything and me personally I was telling Brittany I'm a life binger because <laughs> I just want to do everything all at once how do you narrow it down because I like I have my book and my blog in Africa and I'm just trying to help everybody in the planet at the same time and I can't do it <laughs> mm -hmm. how do you funnel it you know, Lindsay, I'd love for you to answer this one because I actually know so much about her too and she's she wants to love everyone at all times but she carries everyone's energy. And you're such a good coach with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just, because to me there are like different levels of the question. There's the time management piece of it but when we're talking about carrying everyone's energy, that's a different, to me, kind of clearing that needs to happen. So I am... Um, also recovering, wanting to do everything for everyone. So I'm not gonna give you expert advice on, on the ruthlessness of saying no, but I will say that one thing that helps me to become clear is listening to my intuition and emotions as a guide. For example, uh, I notice sometimes I'll get like pissed at clients about certain things, and then that's an indication to me that I've allowed a barrier in myself to be crossed. And I, I like to now listen when it's way earlier than being pissed, like just like, oh, this doesn't feel, um, it's kind of 
that call doesn't call to me to get on today or, and obviously Lori's advice of if, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. So that's as simple as it could be. Um, also for me, I look at the opportunity cost. What else could I be doing with that time? For me, family time is extremely valuable. So is like, how much is it worth to me to be away from my kids? And is that worth it? So those are some tactical things that I think about listening to your emotions. And on the flip side, um, the intuition of it's really exciting you, it's firing you up versus a should. When you're in your head and a should, it's probably going to have a different sensation. Actually, we'll go back to the yoga. Using yoga as a way to get in tune with your body to say, is this a should? Is this heavy? Is this an obligation? Or is this an elevating, intuitive, definitely on my path thing that I should be doing as an indicator of what to say yes and no to? As far as the energy piece, um, I feel very, very strongly about this. And I was lucky to learn this early in my coaching training, which is that the mantra that CTI that uses that I was trained with is that people are naturally creative, resourceful, and whole. And I actually take it to be that it's a bit arrogant of me to think that I can fix anyone. So what I do is I hold the space as witness, as a mirror. I ask the right questions to help them to heal themselves, to help them take responsibility for themselves. And I think it's an offering to them to put it back onto them to take responsibility for their process. We talked about enabling earlier and taking on people's energy is um, not serving them. It's definitely not serving you. And so there's a longer conversation about how to create boundaries around that. But um, perspective could be a big shift on that front. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And mm -hmm. self-care, obviously. Your yoga, your meditation, your healers from an energetic perspective. Amazing. Thank you so much. Who else has a question? Right back here. Oh, Jordan. Like at the spotlight, I can't see anything. <laughs> back here. My retinas. Last year when I left Bliss, I had a struggle with this throughout the year. And so my question's for you, Lori. Um, when you go home and your heart's on fire, whether it's just for your new workout schedule or to start a business or whatever the case may be, and you really start stepping into your power, how do you make sure to balance out the masculine and feminine energy in your home with your partner or spouse? So for instance... As you became more successful and as you really started to embrace who you wanted to be and what you wanted, the impact you wanted to make on all the women in the world, how did you still honor Chris's position in your home and his position as your partner in the masculine energy? Oh, I, that's such a good question. I still struggle with that because I, it's really funny and Chris even knows this. I'll be, I'll be doing something or I'll be on my computer and he'll, he'll be like touching my arm and I'm like, don't touch me because <laughs> for real, it feel, I can't even explain it. I'm like, Ugh, I'm in a different mode right now. Like I am not in wife mode at all. Right. And Chris is like, oh my God. And he's, his love language is um, physical touch. And <laughs> So I'm like, all right, I better, I better make sure it crosses. I better make sure that that crosses over. So I'm actually, that's the number one thing I'm working on right now is like when the day is over or when I'm aware that, oh, he's in a different mode or he doesn't know that I'm in total work mode. I'm, I, I literally say it in my mind, like, okay, like let go, like loosen up, like step into something else. And in the evening, sometimes I've even been consciously going over him and getting in like feminine mode and just like laying down on his lap and saying like, could you just rub my face or could you rub my feet or could you, I mean, honestly, like just getting in receptive mode because I'm in bull mode during the day. I'm like, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so it's like, that doesn't, it's probably not really awesome to be married to me sometimes. 
So we have to go for a walk. We use walks as a barrier point. In the first 20, 30 minutes, you guys, of walks, like sometimes we don't talk because I'm just literally flipping into wife mode, into relationship mode, and I'm, I'm saying it. Like I love the shoes thing. Like that's so big. Like maybe go when your evening is done or when you're going to go see your husband or something. I'm not even kidding. Like do something that makes you feel feminine. Like do something like I don't even care if you go and you dab some perfume. Do people still do that? Dab... <laughs> I'm like such a dude. I'm turning into a woman. But I put these dresses on. But that's, this is part of it. I'm being honest. Like, that's part of it. Go and do something that flips you over into like, okay, receptive mode. Like, receiving, talking back and forth. Like, being interested in him. What is his love language or your partner's love language? And consciously taking that into account. Otherwise, they, they're an obstacle to your business <laughs> if you don't flip. They're an obstacle to your goal if you don't say, hi, I need them. So what do they need? Yes? Okay, so what, what's the alarm or the time on your watch every day that you're going to say, um, check in with your, your mate? Uh, we're all from Australia now. Check in with your mate. <laughs> so as you're becoming more and more successful, yeah. how do you ensure that you are still showing appreciation for his role as mm. How do you need him? Right. How do you need him? Tell him how you need him every day. Every single day. Every single day, Chris tells me how he needs me and why, and I tell him how I need him and that I can't do this without him. Every night after Bliss, I sit down and we're like, I, I'm like, I literally can't do this without you. You're, I can't. So Jordan's going to go home and, <laughs> but really, right? We all want to hear that. We all want to know that no matter how powerful you get, because you are stepping in, Jordan, it's very apparent to everybody here. Like you're, you're in your power. So when you go home, it's like reminding him how important he is to you and how he helped you get here and like how much more you love him from that place. Right. Does that help? Good. Amazing. Thank you. Next question right over here. Hi, I'm Allison from Virginia. Hi, Allison. Um, Lori, this past year, one of the things that, that sort of shocked me, but you turned it into a really beautiful teaching moment, was um, a lady criticized you on your, on your bathrobe um, mm. Facebook Lives. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, when I watched it, my jaw dropped because I was like, I'm in full makeup ready to go, and she looks better than me, so how's someone criticizing her? Um, but I think when we step into this role of, of teaching, coaching, you're, we open ourselves up to greatness, but also a lot of criticism and maybe meanness, um, and you turned it into this great teaching moment of bless and release, but if we're not quite there, maybe what's, what are some tools or tips to bounce back from that criticism a little quicker? I want a few of us to speak on this. I'm going to speak for a minute. Then I'd really like Brittany and the other ladies to speak on this too because this is so big. This is kind of the everything point. This is the do or die because, uh, and that's such a great question. Thank you for asking that because what's going to happen is you guys are all on fire. One person is going to say something really to attack your character. It's going to be the exact same 
exact thing that you have been fearing your entire life and it's going to be in public and it's either going to destroy you or it's going to make you stronger and you choose. Yes? Okay. So, and it's literally the exact thing. It's the exact thing that you're worried about, right? Okay. I, I had one happen right before this event on literally, was that Friday morning? I'm not going to say what it was, but it was Friday morning and, and somebody literally like, it, it was just so painful. And I was like, <gasps> okay, release. And <laughs> many, many curse words were said. Um, and I felt it. Like I felt it. I screamed. I freaked out. Like, because people just say when they're in a mode, right, something might happen and they're triggered and they don't take into account that maybe you didn't know what was going on or what was happening or any of that stuff. Or maybe it's just, it's all their stuff. So I had to take a minute and I had to say, whoa, this is their stuff. Like they didn't even breathe before they sent this message, nor do they know what's going on. So that's what I did. You breathe. You know that it's not you. It is so their stuff. I mean, it's not even a little bit of their stuff. It's 47 years of their stuff and probably their grandma's stuff and their grandma's grandma's stuff. Yeah, for sure. So um, it's just that it's that opportunity in that moment. You know how we've been talking a lot about grace and space. I say that to myself. I'm like, give yourself space right now. Slow down the reaction time because right now you want to you want to spew venom and that's not who you are. So, and that's how it feels. It's a fire, right? Like you turn into this fire-breathing dragon, like Khaleesi. Um, <laughs> there's a time and a place for her, though. Okay, so, <laughs> so give yourself that grace and that space because it is going to happen, and it's only their stuff, and it's actually the most beautiful moment for you to allow them to... Um, it, it's almost like it always turns around, and they're like, whoa. I can't believe her love was so intense and so big that it actually reflected back on them. And it's such a valuable lesson to them. And it's almost like you're loving so much on them, they can't handle it. And some people crumble underneath it and they freak out more and some people just melt. And they're like, I'm so sorry. I was reacting over something. So grace and space reacting and knowing that you're on your path if that happens. So Brittany, I'm sure this has happened to you before. Yeah, it has. And i second everything that you shared it's I think the biggest thing for me that helps and whether it's like a an, an attack on something I'm doing or just something that triggers that someone says something and it hurts my feelings or whatever that might be is just like Lori said remembering everyone's on their own journey and you are mirroring back to them their I almost said a cuss word their stuff <laughs> and uh, you are mirroring back to them their their stuff and so basically your greatness is maybe hitting a tinge of like oh, I'm not doing that or you, you shining is maybe hitting a tinge of, oh, like, I wish I was shining too. They might not consciously say, I wish I was doing that too. It might show up in just like this burning thing inside of them that makes them lash out or this thing that makes them take your knees out from under you and say something that they don't even truly feel. It's just the state that they're in. So one exercise, I actually use it with a lot of the girls in our program because a lot of times as women are releasing you know, old paradigms with their body and food, they are around people that have diet talk and body hate talk and shame and things like that. And it's just like a flip it exercise. It's kind of imagining like a mirror, like facing out <laughs> and just like comment comes, like mirror it back to them. Like, and it's just like thinking about just the deflecting instead of internalizing it and making it personal about you. Because just like Laurie said, it's, um, it's not personal. And then to piggyback on that is compassion. So if someone comes up and says something mean to me, like, oh my gosh, like what must be going on in their heart mm -hmm. to have them like take their time and type 
a comment or like verbally say a comment or um, like walk up to someone and say something about their weight or I'm talking about the girls in our program. So just remembering like if someone's saying anything about anything, most likely they're struggling with it in some capacity and just like, wow, like I have so much compassion for you. I, I, mm -hmm. I hope you're not going through anything, but I'm sorry for whatever you might be going through that's like evoking that type of response. And you might not even need to say that out loud, but just internally come from that like grounded, compassionate place. And then also what Lori said, the more grounded you are in what you're up to, you can deflect easier. Like, okay, like they're saying that, I get it, it's gonna happen. And like, you just keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going and use that as fuel to um, make you stronger. Mm, I love that, thank you. I just wanna add one last thing to that because you reminded me so much about how, you know how in the beginning of when we leave here, we leave events and you get on your path, it's like, Sometimes you can, everything now becomes so, um, it just, everything stands out, whether it's a post on Instagram or something on Facebook or something, and you can either think, oh, it's about you or you have to fix it, right? Oh my God, is that about me? Or I have to fix it. And when you are on your path, everything that you do, you can just have love and compassion for it as it goes through your newsfeed and you go through your day and you just keep getting right on your path. The more that you get so zoned in on helping people, everything else, like I can pretty much go on social media now with these check-ins of love and compassion and just not see anything negative. Because it's just love them, love them more. Ooh, love the her even more. Okay. And then... <laughs> For real, like, oh, like if, if you think, oh, that's about me, like I've seen posts where I'm like, oh my God, I think she's writing this about me. No, let it go and flip it right away. Be like, loving her, loving her, loving her back on my path because that's just a time suck and an energy suck, yes? Awesome. Okay, let's do another question um, right here. Um, okay, so I think this is a manifestation. Oh, oh yeah, thank you. Seth Gold, <laughs> say, uh, half the year in St. Louis, half the year in Scottsdale. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> carries on it. Um, okay, so I think this is about manifesting, but like totally get get the deadline, buy the suit, get the retreat center. Okay, so so it's out there. You've got it. You spent seven grand, and like you're. So do you have any tools for like manifesting and not fearing? Like how do you hmm. not worry? Okay, how am I going to get those five people? Where are the five people going to come from? How am I going to? So it's probably earlier before you guys had such large followings. But So the question is, is how, how do, do I make sure I stay in the, in the, in the positive? Yeah, in the knowing. positive when you're planning anything basically. For your, right. In your case, it's a retreat. The money's already put down. Right. Okay, yes. Um, and I think, I think we're all going to answer this one. But for me, it's just meditation and prayer, 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 prayer. And positive, like, thinking about the, like, visualizing all of the women that are going to show up, who you're going to help and sending them all love. And knowing that you are in full-on faith and you are so supported. Like, full-time faith, full-time faith full-time faith. You stepped in, it will be answered. So whether that answer is the one that you want or not, it's the right answer, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. What about you guys? So I actually love this question. Um, and when we talk about habits, meditating and journaling and reading, like standing on your head, whatever it may be for you, I, I honestly think that there's something for everyone, right? Because sometimes 20 minutes of meditation can seem like a lot. So for, um, I love visual, visualization. And um, what I think and I love like prayer, prayer, prayer. And again, I think it's whatever it is for you. 
but being consistent, because I feel like so often we can start doing it and then get sidetracked with all the to-dos, right? So we're like, all right, I'm meditating. Okay, I meditated for two days in a row. I'm good. I have to do this, this, and this. <laughs> so, but just staying on that consistent habit because, you know, you could do it or you could not do it. Um, and just, again, faith. Yeah, for sure. I'll add to that. One thing that I do is I actually go down the worst case scenario path so that I'm not avoiding it like a beach ball. Mm. And I, I think, okay, well, what if nobody does show up? And then I get a contingency plan. Like how early do I have to get my deposit mm -hmm. out of there? When do I, I make deadlines? Like I'm going to make the call at this date to cancel it. If I have had to cancel some retreats, I've had others that mm -hmm. sold out in a week. I honestly have no idea why some fly and others. And then I learn and I iterate. I borrow from the startup world. Um, I, partner Chris has grown up in the startup world and they iterate fast, they fail fast and they recover. So for example, you can manifest, I'm, I'm yes anding to everything everybody's mm -hmm. saying, but if something is not going according to plan, I try to uh, pivot as quickly as I can. So maybe it's not being positioned properly, maybe I haven't done enough marketing on it, maybe the season's wrong, this, the tone of it is wrong, and I try to learn and quickly adapt um, to to let, so it's like there's a balance between manifesting and visual and hoping it goes mm -hmm. well and then like doing what needs to be done to kind of tweak and make sure you can do what you can to make sure it's a success. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It's a both and. Yes. And um, the final thing is, is like um, trusting that it's all divine and that you're meant to learn whatever you're meant to learn from that experience. So if it's a raging success, amazing celebrate and and go high with that and if it's a learning opportunity guarantee you're going to learn so much from that one experience that it's going to just set you up infinitely better for anything in the future so whatever happens do your best give it everything you've got to give and then trust that it was meant to unfold as it did yeah, yeah. okay amazing yeah. beautiful so I'm yes ending too. Because I like it. Yeah, everything. Um, just about fear in general. Like fearlessness doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. yeah, fear is going to be there. The, as you know from my brain science, the, the brain's always trying to keep us safe, right? And our body's always trying to keep us safe. And so booking a retreat, like massive fear response. Brain's like, ah, like my money, like mm -hmm. survival mode, really, like what's going to happen? And then you get, you don't know this is happening. You just get the negative self-talk, the no one's going to show up, the how am I going to fill the seats, the, like all these doubts come in. And so I actually, on top of all this stuff, I like taking a little bit of an objective approach when those fears come in and like not giving them too much energy and recognizing them as just byproduct of me leveling up my life. Like, oh, of course that's coming up. Like I've mm -hmm. never done this before. It's registering as fear in my brain. My brain's making this negative self-talk and kind of like I think of it literally like a pattern and just being like, okay, like I see you, I can send you love, I know that you're trying to protect me, however, like that's not serving me right now and I, I'm choosing this and, and you can do, use that for any, any mm -hmm. like up level because it happens every time, mm -hmm. every stage, <laughs> every, every, every program you launch, every dream you go after, every, like everything, it, it does come up and so it's like separating from that and moving forward anyway. Mm -hmm. Amen. All right, you guys, I think that was the last of the questions because we have to start loving on each other before we go home, right? So can we, can we send our panelists huge love because I'm like, was that helpful? Yes. Ah. Uh, 
Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community. And everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody going to be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to Circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it's just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start 
which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part, and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you got to go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori.